Ladies and gentlemen around the world, welcome to the Film Deviant Podcast. Yeah! I had to learn with Astro Radio Z was that unless it was with the dudes that were on the show all the time, if I do an interview, I can't do the full podcast. It has to literally, I hit record and that person and I are just going to talk. And I'm not going to do shtick. I'm not going to do anything. It's just Mm going to be straight up. We're going to just start fucking talking. And that's all it is. That's why those episodes I do interviews on are so Uh I have that awkward pre-scripted thing in the beginning that I hate (laughs) every time is because I, I don't know how to not feel so super self-conscious and cringy. If I do like a preamble before just talking (laughs) to some dude that doesn't give (laughs) a that shit about my show yes right you know what right. i mean i, I feel exactly. you 
exactly. I, I know where he's coming from. It's just like, <laughs> that's going to take me right the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? Not not to say that this is going to do anything different here, Brian. You're going to nail this. I believe in you. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be great. So speaking of that, here's my intro, guys. <laughs> 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 welcome everybody all the party people in the house to the film deviant podcast um as you might have heard my good friend this is okay i will explain to all my three listeners out there like there's certain people that you meet in this life and it's like when you set your eyes on certain people right you get like certain feelings or whatever and you know some people you're like oh, i'm not i don't know if i could be open with that person or whatever when I first met this cat, it was just like, dude, I feel like I've known this guy forever. He's like, he's of that same, like when they say people are of that same cloth, Mr. Derek Carey is of that same cloth. So please, dude, like, welcome to my little tiny show on this earth. Thanks, man. I don't even know. I don't know how to follow that up. I don't know what to say. I, if I can, you know take us back in time a little bit that oh, I remember God. the first time I met you, I think we were at um, a film festival yep. and we were hanging out with John Kitley yep. and everyone was dogging my ass real hard because <laughs> they were all pro American werewolf in London. And I'm uh, howling, I'm howling <laughs> to the core. Right. Right. Just because I like sleazy movies. So howling <laughs> And Joe Dante to me, like, spoke to me my entire life. And I just <laughs> remember we must have had like a good three hour long conversation. Oh, you, yeah. Kitley, and Pata, and I just talking <laughs> about how dumb I was because I thought I liked Howling better than American <laughs> Werewolf in London. Well, what caught my eye, what caught my thing, like, when those, like, when, when okay, so I don't know, like, how you do it, right? But, like, yeah. whenever I see a girl, you know, my eyes go right to her shoes. Like, that's just how I, like, kind of scope out her game, where she comes from. I can, in my head, my stupid little mind, I can always figure out, oh, my God, she she used to listen to The Cure back in the day or whatever. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I like to generalize people based on their footwear. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, Brian. But when I saw you and you came in and you, like, so you asked to, you know, like, use some, a little bit of the table and you were selling your film and i noticed you had some vhs okay like so there's like there's fan level right and then there's like the person that just understands different shit kind of level right when i saw you with your own film like in vhs form i was like this fucking guy is like i need like i need to talk to this guy (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) So in my head, I was like, the, the the relationship was sealed from that moment, you know. So I I felt like you are, oh my, like we went to see Misfits together last year for Christ's yeah. sakes, or or like not we didn't go together, but like we were in the same room and then we ended up together. And I love moments like that, you know. So yeah, it worked out great. I had a really great time. I don't know about you after the show, man. The whole ride home. Uh, my girlfriend and I, who who came with to the Misfits show, we couldn't speak. Because we yeah. were screaming the entire yep. time. Yep, yep. It was such a good time. Such a good time. And and to that, it was like, like I've known you throughout the years, but it's like, 
you know, this guy, like I, I I'll come to you all the time and you'll see my direct messages. Like yeah. when, when it comes to like advice on things. And one of those things was having my own podcast show. And like, here I am with you. <laughs> you know, like, so it's funny because I'm always like, I'm not always, but I've been on a lot of your different shows, you know, or yeah. was that all Astro Radio Z? I think so. I mean, we did the uh, Jolly episode right. on Astro Radio Z, and you may have been on some other ones, too. I, I, I don't I, recall. I chimed in on, like, some of the group ones. So, like, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, so just to, like, listen to you, right, and, like, to, mm-hmm. know, to know you personally and then later find out that, like, you're doing some, like, really cool shows, it was like, holy shit. And you have, like, different from me. You have the voice to this. You have the voice for this. So it's like when I listen, you have one of those voices where it's like, it's easy to listen to whatever you're talking about because your delivery is good. My delivery, I'm just learning as I go along. You know Don't I mean? sell yourself short, brother. <laughs> the, the moment you told me you wanted to do this and you sent me that first podcast, I sat down, I cracked open a cold beverage. We had you on one of those nice little Bose Bluetooth speakers, oh, and, and you sounded like silk. You sounded oh like God. silk, man. You have the thing about this is if 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 this podcast that we're doing here is going to become let's blow each other hour. What <laughs> <I> is, know, <laughs> right? is, hey, I'm down. Was, like if you want to do two hours of this shit. <laughs> That first podcast put such a smile on my face because I think, you know, you sell yourself short on a lot of this stuff. You have a great cadence to your speech and uh, the timbre of your voice is kind of that lower mid range kind of, you know, frequency range where you just it's all it's not ASMR. It's kind of like BWSR, Barry White sound i don't know what it is you know i mean it just it it works i that's what i on top of you know all the other reasons why i love this podcast i think uh you do absolutely have a radio voice and well i appreciate that i really appreciate it it's really enjoyable to sit and listen to so don't sell yourself short you did a really (laughs) great job on this podcast i love it thank you like oh my god thank you but again the reason why I'm here doing this is, you know, one of the reasons anyway is, is you, you're, you're such an inspiration. <laughs> We're just going to blow each other. Jesus. Back and, like tag team. Blow it. <laughs> I'm glad this is not a video podcast. <laughs> but so to that end, like you started some new things that I want to talk about um, in a minute, but like, I want to just know like how you're doing. You know, like there, there's so much shit going. Like we just had a fucking uh, tornado, like sirens go off that. the other day here. So it's like when you wake up, it's like okay, like what's what's brand new here in 2020. Yeah. So having said that, like how have you been? Like you know, oh uh, things have been good. I mean, other than the fact you know we've been locked up since what late March. You know, I, I I still have a job. Um, good. I still am healthy, knock on whatever you want to knock on. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been kind of made for this kind of thing. You know, I'm an introvert. I I don't really go out a ton unless I have a reason to go out. The one thing I do miss is going to shows. Yeah, that's kind of my outlet is going either going to the movies or going to shows. And Mm -hmm. uh, all my friends like you and everybody else kind of live all over the place. So mm-hmm. I only get to see everybody every once in a while anyway. Um, yeah. So that's been 
that's been hard. But for the most part, things have been pretty good, man. I, yeah. I can't really complain. I sit and thankfully have a job, so I work from home. Uh, I sit take daily walks with my pup, uh, mm-hmm. listen to a lot of records, sit and uh, do m- the stupid shit that I do with uh, <laughs> all the side gigs that I do. But uh, life's not too bad, man. Not too yeah. bad. Good to hear, because like, you know, like all of us, you know, we, we've, I, I've known that you've had some like, uh, like, shall we say challenging times in your personal life or whatever. So it's good to see, like, especially during all this crazy stuff, like me, myself, I've had like a multitude of just like awful shit happen to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, th- like to know that you're doing good during when you, um, are being challenged to live life a different way, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just cause like when. I've known certain people that have sort of like fell to like a certain depression during this time, adding to like the misery that they've been feeling beforehand. So um, it's just good to know that like people like you and me, that I think we both are of the same cloth where we care about things a little deeper, you know, Mm -hmm. that us like we're doing pretty okay like during this time, you know. Yeah, Um, I, you know, of course, there's always tough stuff that's going on in the background. I guess it's a matter of that old, uh, uh, saying that it's, it's, you either allow the darkness to consume you or you decide how you are going to react to that darkness. And for a long, long time, I allowed the darkness to react for me. And at this point in my life, I learn how to the best that I can, because like, of course, you, like of course. people say about, you know, addicts and uh, alcoholics or anybody that has uh, an addictive personality that um, you never quite get over those hurdles. You know, right. you just learn right. to deal with them and choose different ways to go about certain situations. There's always drama and bullshit going on in my life. There always will be drama and bullshit mm-hmm. going on in my life. It's just a matter of how I decide to look upon each day and how I'm going to move forward with each day. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty decent right now. I, yeah. I got to say not too good. Bad. So good to hear. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, if I can just add a little personal, uh, touch or whatever, um, just seeing you with, uh, your girlfriend, Amy, like just seeing that, that, you know, like when you know certain people, you know that they're happy. And mm. when you know certain people, you know that they're, you know, they're sort of like, they're hiding behind that happiness or whatever. Sure. Dude, when I saw you and her at that Misfit show, you had that happy look in your face, like in your eyes. And like, just knowing that, you know, Hey, like that's my brother and he's been through some stuff. I know that language, you know, like yeah. seeing you that way, like that, like it, it, it filled my heart with like, man, I know he's going to be, he's good. You know what I mean? Um, Thanks man. So, I appreciate it. So, yeah, I, just, I appreciate it. Just super, super. I'm happy for like where you are now. You know what I mean? So am I. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to trivialize it or make it sound like I, I no, don't yeah. care. It's just, so do I. It's, it's really hard. And, and this is, this is something I do like about your podcast. You don't mm. care if we kind of go way off the rails and it has nothing right. to do with anything that anyone that came here to listen to. <laughs> um, I, I love that about this podcast. But, but um, I do that. I do that because 
there's somebody sitting somewhere that does want to know about this movie, but at in some deeper level, it connects with them. And they're oh. like, holy shit, I'm feeling that too. You know what I mean? Well, of course. So, yeah. I, well, I think the thing about it is, like I was saying before, is that, you know, it's hard when you're when you're down and you're down down and you don't have a support system and you don't have a reason to try and and look up and look forward especially as a creative to find the juice you know mm. what i mean yep. when i say the juice the the um the muse the the inspiration yep. to even Absolutely. if there are people around you that are inspiring unless there's somebody that's in your corner it's mm. really hard to find the urge to want to create, to be right. creative, to feel like your voice matters. Right. And, uh, it's been a long time since I've had that. And right now, um, I'm totally there. I, I mean, yeah. I'm right. I'm writing again. I'm obviously I'm doing all sorts of podcasting going on right now. Yep. I'm, uh, currently editing a movie and I'm doing, I I'm busy. I am this nice. nice. <laughs> so, That's so awesome, dude. It, it's it's back. <laughs> it, it's back. So yeah. I for many years after uh, some stuff, personal stuff went down in my life. It right. just it wasn't there, and I, right. I just looked at things and said, "I'm done with this. I'm not going to yeah. be able to do this again." Whatever. So yeah, yeah, it feels good. It's nice to be there. There's still some hesitation, mostly mm -hmm. just on past experiences to mm -hmm. to do certain things, especially with movies. Of the course. last the of last course. film we made kind of kicked me real in the ass and makes me kind of hesitate wanting to jump back right. into the saddle again. But um, I'm stupid and don't <laughs> learn from my <laughs> my mistakes. So <laughs> I I, I want to I'm, I'm hoping in the next year or two we can, I can get back in and uh, uh, make another movie. I mean, I remember a few years back you and I were in contact because we were going to make the sequel to Hole in the Wall. And right. you, you had a movie you, you wanted to sit and make and i had a bunch of other people together and then it just kind of because of where i was at just kind of fell apart and right right i don't know right. if it would be that way now i really don't know so we'll have to see where that takes us right and and to that end it's like you know when you do things like this like i i i was um so before we you know before we did the show <laughs> like we were <laughs> speaking uh candidly about certain things and you know where i was in my life it was it's it's been like like a roller coaster that's been on the up trajectory like recently, right? And that wasn't up until that was as recent as like the 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 later part of last year, going into 2020, which like it set me up to like, okay, at least I, I have a good perspective to look at, you know, all the shit that's going on in the world right now. Um but it was like like I we were gonna we were going to do the sequel to uh, my friend Lisa. Yeah. And we had every, everything lined up, all the, you know, um, the actors and everything, the crew, everybody was ready to go script. Good. Everybody approved the thing. And we were ready to do it like down to the dates. The girl that was, um, that played Lisa in, in the, in the short film, she couldn't do it for whatever reason. So we had to reschedule. And during that rescheduling, I was just like, you know, I'm not feeling this. I'm just going to. And it was like, it was one of those deals where it was like, I just let it. I let the the people dismantle it. You know, like if I was more into it. On like, their with, own. With, yeah. yeah, yeah. With with like Gelato Giallo and, and the first, uh, my friend Lisa, or yeah, like my friend Lisa. It was like I was the driving force in those two it was you know you could you could everybody like 
worked in unison, but it was like, I need, I need to get this done. You know, I don't get, yeah. okay, can we reschedule? Okay. Can, like, so I was always on everybody's asses to do it. You know what I mean? But with this one, it was like, well, I'm not really feeling it. So let it just die on sort of on its own people rescheduled, postponed, and then it just went away, you know? Mm. So having said that, it was like going into this new year, I started doing this podcast, which like it's helped me to find my voice again or whatever. And then um, I've been writing a lot like during this whole pandemic. So now it's like like you, I, I'm so psyched to like do like just tackle new like projects, you know. So mm -hmm. I think you're the same way like me where it's like like we just give each other like shit to do. I don't know. Like if one day we have five minutes, it's like we think of something <laughs> like brand new to do or whatever, you know. I can never stop. I'm yeah. I've always been that way. I've been always been wound that way. I'm too much yep. of a daydreamer. I'm always constantly thinking of something. If I sit too much, mm -hmm. I get bored. Even though yes. I sit and watch a lot of films and I mm -hmm. and that's mostly my recreation. If I don't have something at least in the next day or two days or something, mm -hmm. I go stir crazy. I constantly yeah. have to be working on something. Yeah. It's just yeah. how I'm wired. Yeah. And then, like, an another thing that happened, too, last year was they, they yanked, they deleted my uh, Jalo Room uh, YouTube channel, right? What happened? So I wasn't aware that that had happened. I was wondering yeah, why yeah. all of a sudden it, w it was gone. Yeah, it just it came yeah. to, like, <laughs> a halt. So it was like I had like I had I still have two episodes in the can ready to go, whatever. Um, so one morning I just woke up and YouTube gave me a an email saying uh, we deleted your um, channel due to adult oriented stuff. Which if you ever watch the videos, it's like I do snippets of uh, you know some of the Jalo films that I love or whatever and. You know, so something like um, Giallo a Venezia, uh, Giallo in Venice, something like that. It's like there's so much crazy shit going on in that. But I have to. It's almost like I don't know. I, I feel like you lose your edge if you don't put certain things that people know about these films in these Absolutely. videos or whatever. You know? Absolutely. So I was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put whatever I want from this film, or whatever." And I'd had no problems. And then, like, I I think a week after I posted that one deleted so i researched and i was like god there's like there you could find videos right of women shaving their things their, <laughs> their various yeah. stuff yeah like for all the world to see on youtube like right now you could like you could hang up with me and go on youtube and find those videos and there's tons of shit that are worse than what i ever showed so i was like okay they're probably just deleting me because I don't have as many followers or whatever. Yeah. So, but it, what the discouraging part was like that you work so hard to build this thing and then somebody could just yank it on you. At any well, in the audience, right? Right. Because then they yank the thing and they don't give you the opportunity to actually reach out to the audience and say, Hey, this is right. going to end. If you want to continue to follow this, go here or go here. Yep. It's just gone. And it right. displaces all of those people. Like me, I wasn't even aware that it was, Kabutsky. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, so I got to ask you on this, mostly because I have a follow up for this, that it, <laughs> it, this is something that goes across multiple projects that I've done. Uh -huh. Did you have those age restricted? No, no. And that's the thing. That's, I should have. Okay. That's where, yeah. you, that's where the problem <laughs> where is. Okay. <laughs> the reason, the reason why I say that is because um, two years ago, a, a friend of mine, 
and I did this uh, podcast when I because I ended my podcast Astro Radio Z for a while. I just wasn't feeling I was in a bad place and just wanted to kind of regroup and uh, rethink what I was doing creatively. So a friend of mine and I started a smut film podcast called The Podcast at Orgy Castle. Yes. And this podcast was strictly about like the really grimy something weird video stuff and mm-hmm. uh, I- Italian Euro sleaze from mm-hmm. Jess Franco and Jean Rolin mm-hmm. and um, all that kind of stuff. And and, and, I, and I love that. Like if I could just hit pause, but I love yeah. that because you're giving voice to some of these films that like mean something to the entire, like, you know, you can go on anywhere and find all these, you know, uh, I would say like second tier exploitation films or whatever, Mm -hmm. but these films that you talk about on, on, you know, that particular show, it was like, Oh my God, like he's talking about the Jean Roland film. Like it it, it encompassed so much of Mm -hmm. like the true, true underground stuff. So yeah, yeah. kudos to you for that. Yeah, well, thank you. It was definitely something super niche to where it it built an audience in and of itself because there are people that are hungering for that kind of thing. Like the Japanese BDSN of Onerukudan Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That huge numbers on YouTube. I I cut, we sat and did video versions of these podcasts where, because I'm a film editor, I sat and edited, like these were mini review shows and documentaries where we sat and put the clips and everything. Mm-hmm. I put those up on YouTube and there's definitely nudity on those things because like, we're talking like, about smart films. Like from you guys? Yes. Oh. No, no, I'm not naked. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? Because I to fucking like, <laughs> subscribe right now. Oh, bro. no, you trust me. Nobody wants to see that shit. Nobody, not my girlfriend wants to see that shit. So, uh, no, from the films. like Because it's almost impossible to talk about the films that we were talking about without and, and have visual uh, aids of from the, like clips from the movies without showing of course, something. Of course. It's right. impossible to talk right. about them. So, I have, if you go over to the Ast- this is not just a straight shield, Brian. This is not just a straight show, but if you go over to the Astro Radio Z YouTube page, um, there is a playlist with the podcast at Orgy Castle episodes that I have done that are up there, and there are clips in those. Now, I have put um, the age restriction on them okay. and have yet to get any kickback on that. Nice. Same with, nice. there's another scenario that keeps happening, and everyone keeps coming at me about this. Mm-hmm. Amazon a few years ago started booting off independent yes. films off of mm-hmm. Prime for mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And people keep kept coming to me, including a partner in crime of mine, Jason Paul Collum, that I've sat and made movies with now for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. They keep yanking all these movies off for quality standards are going against their content standards yet. And I'm not, I, I hesitate to always say this. I say this <laughs> off mic all the time. Uh-huh. The last movie I made hole in the wall is still up there. And that is one filthy movie. Yeah. It's still up there and they haven't yanked it yet. That's awesome. So I don't dude. know if I got the golden touch where nobody was like, I just have carte blanche to be able to put whatever kind of filth I want on the internet <laughs> and exploit these media services. I don't know what the deal is, but it's, it's happening. Dude. So I'm, so I'm just, so everybody knows the links will be in the description. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> there I go. I just jinxed myself. <laughs> but, um, but no, like it, it's like, to, just to hear you list off like your projects, like I'm just 
I'm excited that you're here because, um, like, first and foremost, like, you know, just to talk about a movie with you, period, is always, like, a good time, whether it's on your show or mine. So um, just to have somebody that I was on your show, like, talking about some of these amazing Jalo films, you know what I mean? Um, well, you're like, the just... first and foremost king of Jolly that I know. Like, if I talk, if I think about Jolly, you're the person always. <laughs> like, I've had what was there was there's one podcast, uh, Junk Food Dinner has me on mm. like once a year or so, and mm. they had me on a Jolly episode, and I'm just like, man, mm. I'm not. Re- I actually said this now. I'm like, I don't know if I'm the person to have. I, I mean, yes, I've watched a ton of Jolly, right. and I, I'm a huge, tremendous fan. But you need to get a hold of Brian Martinez. He runs. He runs the Jallo room. He's the, he's the dude. You can talk to this guy. And I've been listening to your kick, uh, kicking the seat episodes yeah. with Ian yeah, yeah. and, and uh, AC, and mm-hmm. those have been superb. Even though you guys are just kind of scratching yeah. surface at this point, right, right, right. Yeah. Like uh, eventually we'll get to those like the the crazier films and the people yeah. the films that like just make you feel a certain thing somewhere you know what I mean? like the like like these like strip nude for your killer and stuff <laughs> oh my like god that. yeah like <laughs> so it's almost because like honestly like ian hasn't seen these films so you know even um ac he's like he hasn't seen as much as i have you know yeah but yeah. he's seen a lot he, oh, so like if i if i were to like whip out something like a strange nude for your killer it's like oh my god I'm having I'm having a conversation with people that I haven't seen this film before just to see how they like it's almost like I, I I'm jealous of them watching these films for the first time you know It's wonderful it's almost like yeah. when you you first showed your kids Star Wars for the first yes. time and you've yep. been sitting here watching these movies for 30 40 years at this point and the kids mm-hmm. watching it for the first time slack jaw like whoa it's like it reinvigorates that movie yes. it's like all of a sudden you get to watch it through them like oh man yeah i remember feeling like yep. this yep. but for for italian sleaze right (laughs) (laughs) that's the kind of weirdos we are brian you realize (laughs) that's why you know four people will listen to actually i will say i will say to my film deviant thing or whatever i've seen the numbers you know like every once in a while you'll i'll peek and i'll see like some of the numbers and where they're coming from or whatever and i've seen them like steady increase and i'm like holy shit like people are actually like now, I gotta like watch what I say because like you know, nah, fifty nah. people are listening and so now like it's five. time to go all the way. This is, this is where balls you, deep. You you fucking like double down and you go all the way. It's the only way to do it. But speaking of Jalo Room, um, this like this whole thing has in like reinvigorated my excitement. So I did announce like low key just to kind of get the feelers out there um, that. Baron Martino is coming back and you know we're gonna do some more episodes or whatever. So people have been kind of like, holy shit, there he's coming back and blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna so do so what we just talked about in terms of the age restriction, I'm gonna do it the right way on YouTube, do it like that, and if they delete it, then they delete it, whatever. But um I'm also uploading them to the Facebook page so people get to see it there and and on the YouTube thing too. So mm-hmm. um well, you got to watch on Facebook. That's a whole different uh, thing altogether. I've had Dude. some issues with Facebook and their content police with just showing because I do a lot of group screenings for the podcast where people yeah. can hang out with us as we watch the movie together. And it kind of right. all, it, it brings like the listeners together and they can re- actually know what we're watching because half the time we're watching pretty obscure stuff. 
yeah, for the yeah. podcast I do. My podcast, I'll be quite frank and honest with, isn't for everybody. It's for right. the special kind of weirdo that for some reason <laughs> the... liked looking at the bottom rack in the in the horror movie section. Like right. that's that's the kind of podcast I run. So right. I it's it Facebook is a little tougher, surprisingly, than YouTube is with with the content. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I did a tribute video for uh, George Hilton uh, mm-hmm. when he passed away. Yeah. And it was, like, shared. Like, it, like his widow shared it. Like, it was, like, Oh, that's there, amazing. You know? But it was, I put it, I uploaded it to um, the, the, the Jalo Rube uh, Facebook page. And, like, they, like, if you go in there, they, it's got the scene with Edwidge and uh, George Hilton on the couch, butt-ass naked, like, going at it. Because you know? <laughs> it, it's, like... If you're a fan, you, you yeah. that's like epic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I had to have that in there, and I was like, you know what? If they delete it, then fuck them because like I know what George would like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. What I mean? um, this so is what he it's... would want. <laughs> <laughs> his, I, I... his corpse just rolled over in the grave. <laughs> like, yes, thank you. Brim, you <laughs> but like in my own warped head, I was like in my heart I, I believe that genuinely and it's still up there to this day and um his widow I, I i'm not sure if they were married but they were together for a long long time uh she like reshared it on george's page so it was like what a dream you know what i mean it's yeah. like sometimes you think to yourself this is exactly why i do the things that i do you know because of stuff like that um but yeah it's still up there and youtube hasn't deleted it or whatever Um, that's crazy social media at times is really humbling it's humbling like the people that you come in contact with uh that you sat and you know watched uh their movies and just like didn't even fare to imagine that you would Mm -hmm. ever get to have a certain conversation with like uh like a couple episodes ago when you had dreda dreda on here Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just imagine th- without the internet and going to maybe conventions and stuff, would that have even been possible? Right. I know right. when I was a little kid and I talked my uncle against my mother's wishes into renting me demons for the first time, <laughs> I definitely felt like I definitely felt like I was watching something that I shouldn't have been watching, yep. and that I probably would like these people that were on screen were as exotic as anyone in a fantasy movie as anyone in Lord of the Rings. They like, do you, that do you, I, I and I bring this specifically, obviously because of your, <laughs> but imagine like <clears throat> as kids, even thinking about having the possibility to reach out to these people, right. you know, I wouldn't have been able to ever think that. And I, I've been humbled again and again and again by, uh, the people I've been able to have conversations with and even become personal with, yeah, you know, yeah. have relationships with it's absolutely. It's, awesome. it's crazy. It's like, she'll Jaretta will wish me a happy birthday, you know, like steadily, you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. in my 12 year old mind or whatever, like it was like, Holy shit. Like this, like I, I'm friends with her, but it's fucking mind. Like we were at a bank, um, when she was in Chicago for, I think it was the 35th anniversary screen or the 30th uh, anniversary screening or something. Um, it was screening at, I think the patio in the Chicago, in Chicago at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was the, the one that was like, somebody messaged me on Facebook and said, Hey, um, do you want to drive Jaretta from the hotel to the, the, the venue? And then, 
you know, wherever she needs to go. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, do you realize <laughs> who the fuck you're talking to? Um, so, of course, I jumped at that opportunity. And I ended up shooting, uh, like, I, I messaged her. And we ended up shooting, um, getting my crew together and everything. We shot yeah. this, like, this thing that still exists um, in somebody's inbox somewhere or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, or hard drive, I should say. Um, this thing where she, we do like an actual interview and then she films, um, sort of like a teaser. Like if there was ever like a demons three or whatever, you know, like a proper demons three. So we shot like a little mini teaser Yeah. and, um, and it was just amazing. It was like, I'm fucking, I'm directing fucking Shredder right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I did that. And then like, I was, dude, uh, she had to go to the bank. Yeah. And we went to the bank and then somebody recognized her and it was like, excuse me, sir. Like, it was like, it was so fucking uh, surreal, you know, what yeah. I mean? the the way that it was all unfolding. And then she was riding in my car and she's talking about relationship stuff. And I'm just telling her advice. And I'm just like, wow, what a fucking awesome. dream. This life is. <laughs> yeah. That's so um, awesome. So like, like having said that, yeah, it's, it's become so accessible. Um, like I was going to, I was sort of alluding to before the show with you. Um, I had one of my like all time heroes on this show. Um, and the way that I, you know, he like, so Chaka Malik from, uh, New York hardcore band burn agreed to come on the show. And, you know, we would, we were supposed to discuss a film, but like mostly like discussing like current times and all that stuff. So he was on the show. Yeah. Um, the thing is he didn't, so I'm super novice with all this crazy shit, right? Like with the podcast concept of everything, I'm super like first timer. So he didn't have Skype. He didn't want to do Skype. He had something against Skype. And I didn't, you know, it's whatever, like yeah. whatever he believed in. And then, uh, so he was like, um, you'll have to do it some other way. So I fucking, I'm scrambling. This is like all last second, right? So I'm like scrambling to find some, like I didn't read through it or whatever, but I found some app that says it records whatever. So I recorded it. I hit record. I'm thinking everything's cool. And then, um, you know, um, one of the most amazing fucking conversations that I've ever had in my life, period. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I had with this gentleman, this hero of mine, somebody that in, in my world, one of his songs, I would say, like, when you when you listen to people talk about, oh, that song saved my life. One of his songs truly saved my life. So having that amazing conversation, thinking to myself, this is the new fucking standard of how I want to do podcasts. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because like he totally, he was so cool. Like we straight off the, um, the structure part of the, the podcast show or whatever. And he shared so many deep things. I shared so many deep things. Amazing. I go to hear it fucking gone. All I hear is just like, this is what I hear. Ready? Ready? Dear listener. This is what I hear for like a good 60 minutes. And, uh... Yeah. My heart, like literally, I had to pick it up from the floor. Like it just, it sucked. <laughs> that is the worst feeling on earth, man. Man, but so I messaged him, and he was like, "That's dude. That conversation was for you and me. We'll do something else down the road, but that one, just know that in your heart, that was for you and me." And I was like, "Dude, like you totally made me feel so much better after you know after everything." That's fucking. <laughs> that's real. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. That's- yeah. So, um, having said that, like, hopefully 
Chaka will be on the show now, now that I have like, <laughs> my shit straight or whatever. But... All of a sudden, it's just like that that gif of that that kid that does the peace sign and vanishes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Chaka now. <laughs> Brian, Brian will be pounding out the DMs to him, and, and Chaka's like, "Yeah, sure." And then the, the fucking peace signs and vanishes. Peace. Um, but no, man. Like, uh, like it's just it's crazy like where certain paths lead like it just it taught me a very super important lesson that it's like sometimes you can plan and plan and plan or whatever but something's going to get thrown at you and you just got to like accept it a certain way you know it's like fucking the epitome or the epitome or whatever you want to call it of 2020 is like it's going to fucking happen you just have to learn how to deal with it now or whatever you know that's been kind of my credo my entire life i mean i yeah I, I've never been there's okay so I for the last 10 years in and out I've been involved in the underground film scene and I've been involved in making films I've helped other people make films there were opportunities that uh the it just didn't feel right and I didn't follow those but then sometimes just like I think the little kid in me something will spark. And that's where I tend to gravitate towards. Is it something that all of a sudden that little spark of, uh, my childhood glee starts to come to the forefront Mm -hmm. where all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to follow that. Like about four years ago, a friend of mine, another one of these instances where you meet somebody online just serendipitously. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it turns into something fruitful, um, where a friend of mine, she's a director out of Seattle, Tanya Atomic, came to me out of nowhere to edit the sequel to Mano's Hands of Fate. Holy and, shit. <laughs> and I don't know if I ever talked to you about this, Brian. You never fucking mentioned that to me, man. Yeah, so the sequel to Mano's Hands of Fate, which has the vast majority of all the people that were in the original movie, um, oh. About three, four years ago, got made, and I I edited it out of no like she just it's like Derek, our editor, just fell through. Do you think you'd edit this? And I'm not lying when I say this to you, Brian. My uh, my brother Shane and I he he is a graphic artist and comic book artist out of uh, San Francisco, and uh-huh. he and I have this love and predilection for Z grade shit movies. Mm-hmm. We grew up watching every single week mystery science theater 3000 mm-hmm. we had manos hands of fate that episode recorded on a vhs and we watched it all the time the oh. moment she called me i was in the middle of uh. like something else she called me and said that i didn't mm. even care about what the budget was i didn't care about what was going on and i all of a sudden my the little oh kid inside God. of me just smiled and i yep. said yeah tanya i'll do that <laughs> so now i could say and not only that because i i tend to when when i get involved in projects i tend to uh try and get my foot in all the doors that i can and (laughs) in that project i also became the voice of manos in (laughs) in that movie i did voiceover and did a temp read i I did a temp read and they left it they kept it they kept oh my god so So now i can put on my resume that i'm the voice of manos dude like Do you realize how that is blowing my mind right now? That's fucking <laughs> insane, dude. Oh my god, that's like that's the like in my world, that's the equivalent of like Jaretta working with Lamberto Bava on like a new Demon sequel, and then like her yeah. calling me and saying, "Hey, 
uh, we need this quick thing or whatever. You know, like just to be immortalized in that way in the same fucking like universe that helped to like shape your universe. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's oh weird. It's it, it's funny, you know, and it, it it's one of those things where most people are like, what? Huh? Yeah. yeah but yeah, for yeah. me, it was like, fuck, this is unbelievable. I told everyone I knew about this thing. <laughs> it's the same way, like, you have a story with Jetta. I I met her at Crypticon Minneapolis when we were road showing Swamphead. And okay. we were showing it, and she was during the convention uh, in the same room, but all the way at the end of the other room. So sometimes, mm. you know, you just don't get to sit and walk the convention and talk to everybody the way you want. And the screening was going on, and at that point, I had seen Swamphead 500 gazillion times, and there's no way I was going to sit in there and watch it again. Yeah, um, so I yeah. sat outside at the table, and she came up and was the nicest person on earth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she probably would never remember this ever, hmm. but I gave her a copy of Swamp and she's like, hell yeah, thanks, man. And then she yeah. went about her way. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that was Dreda Dreda. Little, little Derek stealing a few minutes away watching demons when I wasn't supposed to just, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. those little moments but... in light, dude. I will tell you, like um, back because we've we've been trying to pin down a demons episode between you and I for like you know it's it's almost become legendary between you and us, right? It's like I I have a feeling it's not going to happen, and I refuse now <laughs> not to do it. I'm not going to do it until I'm in the same room with you until right. we're like it has to. It has to happen that way. <laughs> but like back when the inception of it, you know, it was like during that time uh, during that anniversary screening of demons um i re- i told i was telling jaretta that you know my friend Derek carey he um he runs this amazing show and we've been trying to like set aside some time to do it like would you be on with us or whatever and she was like fuck yeah like she was totally down to do it and like i showed her who you were and like she knew she i she didn't like like seem to know you or whatever. Oh sure, yeah. But like she, she was like, oh, like that. She seems like a really cool person. And then like, so she was like totally down to do it. Um, it's a small community, man. I mean, we all kind of know each other. We've all met yeah. each other, especially people that have been uh, at conventions as one of the guests, right? Right. I mean, right, for a long right. time, probably in the in the early, probably from like. 2010 to 2014 i was at conventions constantly Mm -hmm. uh in varying capacities due to some of the work that i was involved in so i had seen her and all i mean it's such a small community of the people that go to these things uh, that you end up striking up friendships with almost everyone so that that one yeah i saw her there's no way i would expect her to remember who the fuck (laughs) i was but that's cool that's she's awesome Real quick, what's your favorite convention out of all of them? Cinema Wasteland. Hell By fucking far, yeah, brother. No, there's no there's no <laughs> no comparison. Nope, yeah. there really isn't. Mostly because I am and this is gonna come off really bad, but I find Dude, most conventions very fart sniffy. Three very people three people will hear this, so Go ahead. <laughs> I know that's not true, but you keep saying that it, it's a lot funnier when you say something. Oh, I, I find most conventions very fart sniffy. Where yeah. and what I mean by that is 
a lot of people that just want to sit and get themselves over. You know, yep. it's not yep. about the fans. It's not about um, the the mutual love of the genre. It's about um, exposure and and getting clout and mm-hmm. uh, all the same kind of stuff that. I've kind of moved past as I've gotten older. I my tastes get weirder and weirder the older mm-hmm. that I, you know, and it, it's just yeah. that's just how it is in Cinema Wasteland. Every time I've been there, the people are humble. Ken, mm-hmm. the organizer, is a real nice dude, um, mm-hmm. always welcoming, and he welcomes in people to that convention that don't necessarily have a voice outside of Cinema Wasteland. He brings in exploitation people, uh, yep. B-movie people, uh, people that are involved in the adult industry, yep. uh, along with people that are horror legends. Yeah, And yep. we all sit together, we all eat together, it's one room, so we're all mm-hmm. smashed in there, so mm-hmm. it's impossible not to, one, strike up conversations with people, especially at the bar. The bar is right across from the convention, so you're mm. more than likely going to sit with Mink Stoll and have a drink, or you're right. going to go, right. you know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. So I just love the atmosphere. I personally have always loved it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, like you said, it's one of those things that, like, you know, if you're a fan and if you're, you're a lifelong fan of a lot of these films, like, it's just another... Um, I guess it's a, it's super genuine, uh, like show to be at because you get the same genuine type of people that you're at like four o'clock in the morning still talking to or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I've spent many a time doing that at cinema wasteland. So, um, my only regret, like now during this pandemic is I haven't been to a cinema wasteland with you because I feel like that would just like be alternate next level. (laughs) <laughs> That's been what's I, yeah, I, I see, yeah, I yeah, see yeah. Hitley there all the time. Yeah. And Scott Bradley, I see that whole crew there, like the Chicago crew is there all the time. But you and I seem to alternate the times. We have been doing this for like 10 years now. I don't yep, know why. Yep. <laughs> um, but it, what's crazy too is um oh fuck, I was gonna go somewhere, but I told <laughs> um Oh, where? oh, oh, um, so regarding like the Z film thing, Kentley does this thing called Turkey Day. Yeah. And you need to next time, like the, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know whenever this pandemic is going to be over and we're able to do things that we once used to do, whatever. But when he has one next time, you need to go because I think you would just like have the time of your life at one of these events. Um, I know. I Well, one, I know almost all the people that are there, so yeah. it'd, it'd be great to just hang out. But yeah, I've never yeah. been invited. So I would. Oh, if, shit. OK. Yeah. And if it, if it were to happen, I'd love to go. I'd have a great time. That I love change. those kind of movies, man. I promise you that will change. Like you'll definitely you'll you'll be at one of these places. I guess switching gears a little bit, but sort of, you know, like I, I do a lot of these shows and it's like, it's called film deviant, but some of these shows don't, we don't, <laughs> I don't even talk about films or whatever. Um, has there anything you've been watching recently that like you've liked or like, you know, you've like been memorable or whatever? I'd have to sit because I watch so much stuff for this podcast and especially oh lately God, since yeah. I started up this new thing that surprisingly I, I didn't expect to take off. Really, mm-hmm. because I always thought my podcast Astro Radio Z was a podcast mm-hmm. about the worst movies ever. I just mm-hmm. always had it's always been that way. It, it seems that's what everybody wants me to talk about on the podcast. So a lot of the podcast is, is devoted to stuff that most people don't like. But mm-hmm. on the Patreon, I started doing this podcast called Worst Movies Ever. And all of mm-hmm. a sudden it's 
exploding. Like people are nice. coming over to the Patreon. <laughs> everyone. So I've been watching nothing but because the whole gimmick is this: is that um, my subscribers get to make a list of what they feel is the worst movies ever and mm. movie by movie I go down this list and I watch them and I do a podcast about it so yes. literally all I've been doing with my free time lately is watching what they think are the worst movies ever so <laughs> watching stuff I enjoy um I'd have to sit and let's look at I'm looking at my letterbox, and this is great radio I know this is extremely <laughs> great radio um I'm trying to think uh, probably the best thing, and most people aren't going to get this at all, um, mm. because the vast majority of stuff that I've been watching, like the newer stuff, just hasn't really been hitting me. But yeah. And I always really like underground stuff and uh, like really subversive stuff. And uh, a filmmaker out of Michigan, Nate Rumler, just made this uh, Amityville movie called The Amityville Vibrator, Ooh. which is a Ooh. complete send-up. <laughs> It, it's it's this movie where he it's only an hour long and it's shot on uh it's shot on video oh. and he saw all these really shitty Amityville sequels and was just like what's the next step are they gonna make a porno knockoff so he made a knock a parody of a porn parody of, oh my of an Amityville horror sequel so wow. it's, a, it's it's literally about. A, a dildo that's possessed that's uh, that this girl picks up at a yard sale uh -huh. and she becomes possessed by the demonic spirit that's in this vibrator and it just turns into this weird surreal kaleidoscopic nightmare that that has hardcore sex in it wow <laughs> <laughs> it's it is literally wow the biggest middle finger punk rock movie i've seen all year he's not a porno director but he just said i you know what i'm not going to compromise on this movie this is what i want to do and i'm going all the fucking way on it and now, it's is, it's is funny this a, is this available on disney plus or something Yes, yeah, he got nice. that Disney contract with it because you know how how much they love that content. Um, right now, as far as I know, the only way you can get it is through him. He's doing uh -huh. DVDs and Blu-rays of it. Now, I don't think Blu-rays yet, but he wants to, which is funny to me because it's not even close to HD, not even yeah. remotely yeah. close. To HD. But um, you can get it from him. I think Snatanic Productions is wow. uh his uh moniker right now for for this film so that i would have to say has probably been almost my favorite movie of the year and it's nobody's ever heard of this thing outside of that <laughs> i loved the hunt okay that, that's probably been my favorite like normie movie of the yeah. year has been the hunt yeah yeah nice I, I it's still i've yet to see that one um it's definitely on my list um i watched i think i messaged you but uh, I finally, I, so I fell, I fell asleep the first time trying to watch this movie, uh, We Summon the Darkness, right? Mm -hmm. It was, um, it was one of those films that like was like released super early, like on VOD or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then now it's available on Netflix. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay $20 to see this thing, first of all. So now that it's on Netflix, I'm like, oh, I clicked on it, watched it. murder scene last Ooh. night wait i want to hear that the walls covered in satanic symbols another gruesome ritualistic murder claimed the lives of six people 
people last night following a heavy metal concert that local religious groups were protesting. <laughs> this is supposed to scare other people, not us. So you ready for Soldiers of Satan? All right, let's go. <laughs> Cheers to a night that we're going to remember for years to come. Hear, hear. My brothers and sisters, the evil that is heavy metal rock music is unwavering in its goal to corrupt our children's souls. Girls, be careful now. There's a lot of evil out there. You don't think we can fend for ourselves? Boys! Do you want to have a threesome with us? How many more children must die in Satan's name? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. It is not too late. Join me in this fight. Incinerate these demons and send them back to hell. Hey, I, I know you. I'm the wrath of God. Why are the police here? Good riddance. My main draw, right, was that it was it. It took place in the '80s, and it's got like some demon. It, it like teased d demonic stuff, right? Yeah. And I saw heavy metal, and then I started thinking, "Holy shit, this is like right up my fucking alley." You know what I mean? This is gonna be like a like a homage to like movies like Trick or Treat or whatever. Oh yeah. Or Black Roses, you know. Um, so watching this thing, and plus like Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. And and like I so she's in my notes here. And when I wrote it down, I was like, holy shit, her last name has the name Dario in it. You know what <laughs> I mean? So <laughs> your brain. It always comes back to it always comes back to Sir Dario. It always <laughs> comes back to demons at some point. You wanna know like so I'm so sick. Like when I was younger and when I first like fell in love with his movies, um I, so I, I had a huge, obviously the whole world did, but I had a huge crush on Aja Argento. Oh, yeah. And my biggest like motivator in my head, in my little head, like of like, you know. The little yeah. head. That wasn't a Freudian <laughs> tape at all. That wasn't a Freudian Holy tape. shit. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to marry her. So that I can have the option to change my last name to Argento, like you know, like oh. so it was like it was one of those deals where I was like such a sick like fucking fan of his. Um, so anyway, Alexandra Daddario is in this film, and I was like, okay, so she's my main draw. She's like my anchor in this thing. So even if the movie sucks, Alexandra Daddario, she's you know, there. she's there. Yeah. Um. So in my like honest opinion, the film is not memorable like you kind of know what's going to happen to like who people are in the in the whole plot like within the first 10 15 minutes like you already know where we're going to go you already know who's doing what um and even alexander daddario could not save this movie so i watched like i so i told you i fell asleep trying to watch it the first time yeah. last night i went to do a refresher on the film that we're going to talk about this evening um but I did that, and then I was like, you know, that movie is only an hour fucking long, so I still have like some extra time. I got to some time. I can, I can finish this movie. <laughs> I finished it, and it it wasn't worth it, man. It was it's like one of those movies that people are talking about, but totally not worth it. Like in my honest opinion.
I got to agree. I tried. Why? It's one of those things where, you know, I don't know. You and I have really had much of this conversation yet where a lot of the movies that are becoming, quote unquote, shutter movies. And I know we some in the darkness isn't, but it's in that mm-hmm. mold. Yep. Um, just a lot of hype and a lot of nostalgia fucking. And I say mm-hmm. that, you know, just because it's what a lot of horror has become is like 80s nostalgia fucking at this point um just are i think are hitting nostalgia points for people and that's what people are liking because i also really didn't like we summon the darkness too much either it just felt too cutesy like it was trying too hard to -hmm. do something clever and i didn't really find it clever but the the main thing that took me out of this brian and this is gonna speak to your old school thrash metal uh, I, th- I think I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. Yep, so. yep, is that at the beginning of this movie, the kids mm-hmm. go to a metal concert. Yep. And they play Merciful Fate yes. at this concert, and the people that are on stage are a bunch of jabronis that none of them look like King Diamond. Like, right. none of them. And I was just sitting there thinking, okay, well, this is for kids then, because I, the kids would never know that this is Merciful Fate playing, but... Right. For the rest of us horror fans that would gravitate towards this, it's like, you're not even going to try? You're not and, even, and, and not even acknowledge that you're literally just taking a Merciful Fate song and place it on, you could have took any generic right. crash metal tune and used and it. And to, to add to that, they paid for that fucking Merciful, Merciful Fate song. So it's like, they paid for the rights to play, like, however it works, right? Like. I know that if I if I were to make a movie and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to put a Merciful Fate song in this, I feel like I would have to contact the band or whatever. Right, right. The so the fact that they were able to get the fucking song in the first place and not like like you know embrace what you're doing here and you know like it wouldn't have killed them to even have like a look like younger looking Merciful and even if they fucking like. I don't know, went the extra effort to get the original band and play, yeah. you know, it's like, I wouldn't have cared if they looked older. It, it would just, it would be awesome to just see them playing live and the kids are going to like a Merciful Fate concert. Yeah. I would have totally related with that, you know? Well, especially since it's sort of a movie about Satanism, right? Yes. Yep. And it, yep. it, so it does like, why wouldn't have you have at least like made a facsimile right. Merciful Fate band? Right. And like I it did that and now we sound like two old men sitting on the porch. <laughs> like I, I gotta be honest with you, it pulled me so far out of that as an old school metalhead that I was just like fuck this movie, man. They don't again, even care. Again, Alexandra Diodario. Di- 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 I, I yeah. always fuck up her name, but like Alexandra Didario was like my guiding force. So she was like, Okay, in my head, I was like, Okay. They don't care enough to put Merciful Fate in the movie, but that's not going to deter like me enjoying. Oh this, sure, you know, right, right. But like, dude, like there was no. I was waiting for the saving grace. You know what I mean? Like, I was able to ignore certain things here and there. I was waiting for this movie to at least be like, okay, well, it was bearable on some kind of level. You know what I mean? None of that. It was not yeah. like redeeming. I, I at the very end. Like I'm not gonna spoil the movie in case people are actually interested in watching this thing. I would I would like super... you to spoil the movie because I never finished it. 
Oh, I, I, okay. I, I like got to like there was like twenty <laughs> minutes left of it, and I was tired. Same and I just here. said, you know what? I I can't even do this movie. I'm but like, I went back and checked out the twenty minutes. Oh, I, I feel like the movie is like primed to make you fall asleep with twenty <laughs> minutes left or whatever. <laughs> We're old. Oh my god! I was watching this movie at nine o'clock and I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's no, but um, so spoiler alert for anybody that <laughs> doesn't want to be spoiled with this film but for you the film um so i think you're right around the point where um johnny knoxville shows up as the uh yes the father okay yes. he shows up we find out that's like the big reveal of the film right yes and then um and then alexandra daddario gets pushed out of a fucking window and you think that she dies, but it's that final like '80s horror movie trope where she rises back up to like you know, one last her, yeah, yeah, one last breath, whatever. And they run her over with the fucking with the jeep that they or like the Cherokee or whatever that they rode in on. Like so, that's it. That's the movie. And then she ends up at the gas station that they were in in the beginning, and the old guy sees her, and they have like a fucking like a stare off thing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of the fucking movie. And you actually the the camera pans to the bumper and you see like Alexandra Daddario's hair bits on the bumper or whatever. Oh my god. Fade the the credits or whatever. So that's it was like god, you guys didn't even fucking try. Like whoever I didn't write down who it was. I'm sorry, but um like whoever made this film didn't give two fucks about making a cohesive narrative something that will like, you know, cuz Dude, like, it, it sounds like it would be like a fucking slam dunk. Like, it sounds yeah. like 80s nostalgia, 80s heavy metal nostalgia. These movies that were made, you know, like a Black Roses or like a Trick or Treat. But you don't see too much of them ever made, you know. Um, to go back to that really small well, I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a fucking chance, you know. But it feels like the filmmakers didn't give it a chance themselves, you know what I mean? That's the thing is I'm a huge fan of like Rocktober Blood yes, and yep. Trick or Treat and Black Roses Fuck and yeah. Rock and Roll Nightmare and all those movies. Yep. And the thing about those movies that worked and Shock em Dead and stuff like that, the thing about mm. those movies that worked is that they respected the music. Yes. And when you go into this and you just right out of the gate disrespect the music, Right. And don't even like acknowledge or don't even like respect your audience that they would know that one of the seminal and I I sound like a grumpy old fuck that I'm just gonna keep, <laughs> you know, it's just like, but no, it, you have a point, dude. Like it took me out of it for and that, you know, it's funny, you know, this was a big thing for uh, Alexandra uh, Daddario because I believe she was like an executive producer, like one of like oh, one sure. of the okay. the creative forces behind getting this made. Wow. Okay. This was That's a vehicle for her, and like right. like something she wanted to actually make. So I was and, and I was disappointed with this one for sure. I will say, like, she plays like a villainous role in the film, so it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do want to do something different, like this is it. But I just feel like the, the maybe the people that she, I don't know. I don't know how things work in like, you know, a bigger budget Hollywood kind of thing or whatever. But if she was one of the driving forces behind the making of this movie, she obviously didn't surround herself with people that knew like, you know, like. Or care. Yeah. Right, right, right. 
It's like, um, oh, it's heavy metal. We'll just do whatever, and we'll just yeah, this will be yeah. fine. Which oh, for fine. most people worked. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people within our friend circle that liked this movie a lot. Okay, I okay. it just didn't feel sincere to me. Yeah, at same all. Here. Same. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, so I watched that. It was funny. Like, it, it, so I'm doing this refresher course of uh, the the film that we're about to talk about. Which, if you listen to my episodes, I spend like you know. A good 10 minutes before I ever reveal like the actual film that we're talking about. <laughs> but um I also so I click while I was on Netflix, right? I I watched a lot of cool like animation stuff with my son. So under the recommendations, they had this fucking Sturgill Simpson. Um he's like a country western star, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, a musician, right? And they had this thing called Sound and Fury. So, you know, with Netflix, you know that if you like, you know, hover around or whatever you'll see the fucking trailer come up and the trailer for sound and fury came up and I was like, Holy shit. That's like, that looks like some cool old school anime stuff, you know? Um, so that one was 40 minutes or whatever it was. So I watched that and now I'm a Sturgill Simpson fan. I don't even listen to fucking country (laughs) (laughs) fucking music outside of Johnny cash and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally watching, you know, and that's, I think something that you can sort of speak on if you want, but you're a very sound driven individual. Like you love like really good music. And, you know, so a lot of times when you pair like good music with like amazing visuals, like they do in a lot of these movies, sometimes like uh, Quentin Tarantino is like notorious for like just building a fucking movie just based on the fucking music scene or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that did that for me, like watching. I love old school anime. Uh, I'm from like I'm a child from the 80s, so like I, I was all over Devilman and you know uh, oh, Akira sure. and all of those older ones when they came out. So watching this was like holy shit, that's amazing, and I like the music. And now that I listen to the music, it's like it puts me back to those visuals or whatever. So it, it like there's something to be said for like editing amazing music with like amazing you know visuals and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So absolutely, really, man, really cool. Um, I don't, I, nobody that listens to this is probably going to be a Sturgill Simpson fan, so that'll <laughs> probably go by the wayside. Um, but well, I'm then, looking at it right now on your on the letterbox, and that looks pretty rad to me. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, yeah, and it's very like it's super. I guess it, it's got a linear narrative, but mm-hmm. they do it with the music, so there's no sound to it or whatever. It's all like told through the music. And there's different animation styles to it, which kind of speaks to my liquid television loving, like, you know, 1990s brain or whatever. Um, So it was very much like that. It was much better. It was like, like, okay, coming from some in the darkness, it was like somebody actually gave a fuck about making this thing as opposed to something like some we some in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good, like, night capper, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but beforehand, I did a refresher on the film that I guess we sort of agreed to discuss. And I saw somebody else post this film and I was like, huh, this is like one of those films that is like, I think like anything that comes out on shutter, I feel like everybody's talking about it. So they yep. have a, an amazing marketing street team or whatever they, they call it or whatever. But, um, but it's always like you, if you're in those circles or whatever, you see certain films getting like, you know, lift it up and, oh, this is the one that everybody should watch or whatever. And this happened to be one of those. So I think this is the first time in my goddamn life, Derek, I actually, I'm pretty relevant. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> parallel 
<laughs> to what the cool kids are talking about. Oh boy. Um, so having said that, <laughs> 2020 host directed by Rob Savage. Hi guys. Hey Caroline. Hi Teddy. Let's do a shot after us. Hey everyone, get in. Three, two, one. Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's going to happen. Visualise us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forth. What was that? Amy, was that you? I heard it. I heard heard something. I think there's something here. Emma, oh, funny. Hey, you know, we've connected with something. We gotta keep going. We gotta talk to it. This is not good. I told you not to disrespect the spirits. It could be something demonic. Hey, this is all you want. Turn the filters off. Come on. This is, I got to tell you, like, love it or hate it, this is the first film of of its kind that speaks directly to the fucking times that we're going through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's filmed with that perspective, through that perspective, and it does all of its scares through all these things. There's a fucking bit at the end. I don't know if you're paying attention towards the very end when the two girls finally get together, where they mm-hmm. fucking they do the elbow tap. And I was like, yep. what the fuck? Like, what am I watching? You know, like this is crazy that this is what we we're doing now, you know? Yeah. So for if anything, I think it's gonna have that timestamp. If like if it picks up enough like momentum and people actually watch this movie and it becomes sort of like the Blair Witch of its time or whatever. It's going to be that signature where it's like people go back and have this PTSD of like 2020 or whatever. You right. Know what I mean? Well, um, generations down the road, I think that's going to fall flat on them unless yeah. they have they, they have knowledge about what is if this doesn't continue, if we actually do go back to a normal like what mm-hmm. we had had before that mm-hmm. maybe some of those references will fall flat for them but yeah. yeah i have to agree this is one of those movies where there's been all the kind of movies like this like unfriended and and mm-hmm. paranormal or no what was the other one that was uh unfriended is the one that i think of immediately when right. I, I think of right. post. It's, it's like almost identical to this movie there's another one that came out not too long ago too that like takes advantage of that like skyping format or whatever you know mm-hmm. um i i forget like I, I don't know if i'm just thinking too much because i think um there was unfriended and then unfriended they had a sequel to that one yeah the dark web <laughs> i didn't i never caught that oh one. it was terrible <laughs> i went to the so, movie theater and saw that oh shit i'm sorry yeah yeah i know <laughs> i feel that in my bones <laughs> 
<laughs> so now having said that, are you a fan of these kinds of movies? Um, I liked Unfriended. It, it surprised me because at first um, I remember seeing the, the trailer for Unfriended and going, you fucking kidding me? For real? Yeah. Yep, this is yep. what we're doing now. Same here. Um, Same here. And I think I, it was one of those days where I was in my apartment uh, at the time, and I put it on in the background as I was mm-hmm. like doing the dishes or making dinner or something. And all of a sudden, I got sucked into it. Yeah. Like yep. fully sucked into it. I was like, you know, this isn't the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it got me. Like yeah. I watched the entire thing, and I wouldn't say I, it was something I wanted to watch again, mm-hmm. but it's a one time experience where I'm like, oh, that was kind of fun. And then you were like, so you carry that on over, and then you watched Host, and you were like, holy shit, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you guess, Brian? How did you guess? Exactly I just, you know, I like, when, I, when I talked about that glint in your eyes when at the Misfit show, I saw that same glint <laughs> <laughs> when it came to this movie. <laughs> well, I want to know uh, before I, I go ahead and do my thing, I want to know what did uh, you end up. How did you end up liking this one? You know, I okay, so I didn't love it. I was a fan of like I, I talked about in a previous episode where I went to go see the Blair Witch Project in the theater when it first came out. And when it cut to black, like after you know the events of that film happened, I was literally like, Holy shit, this is something that I've never seen before. Um, this is I li- I really like this movie. That was unfortunately spoiled by somebody in the background who was like, what the fuck was this shit? You know what I mean? So it was like, like, I wish I would have seen, um, like I I did that years later when paranormal activity came out, I saw that at home and I felt like it's, it's totally, it's one of those things where it's situational, like, um, or experiential, you know, like, like you, you got to watch this thing in the darkness of your living room. Almost like you just stumbled across it or whatever, you know. Yep. Like I feel like that is very indicative of how you enjoy the experience. Um, so I think if I were to watch this film, um, like in another uh, year or whatever, uh, where this isn't going on or whatever, I think I would have been like, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling this movie. However, because uh, like we're currently experiencing all this stuff, I felt like very much like inside, like holy shit, like. I'm, I'm, I don't love the movie, but I enjoyed it. And there were actually some tricks that they did within the film that like got me. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, as somebody that I think I've seen it all, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like, because I'm watching it in the darkness of my living room again. And, then, you know, I so last week, I, I'm a huge Scott Pilgrim versus the world fan. Yeah. Um, so last week, my wife, my wife, every, I, everybody in the Martinez household, are huge fucking Scott Pilgrim fans. Um, so they had that um, that Zoom reading of the movie. Like they they were they, it was almost like they had. I, actually, it was literally like they had all the stars there, all the actors that played in the film, and they're just doing a table read of all the the scenes in the movie. Yeah. Um, so it's it's so crazy. Like when I when I tell you this, but it's like I think our minds are being trained to watch videos like this. You know, like I, I watch a lot of YouTube stuff. And I see things like, you know, oh, um, uh, Chino Moreno from Deftones had like there's an interview with him that he did on uh, Instagram live or whatever. And somebody like, you know, recorded it and put it on YouTube. So now I'm watching it or whatever. So I feel like 
that head thing where it's like people are talking and there's all kinds of heads on the thing. I'm getting used to that. You know, <laughs> like that's the scary fucking part. I'm yep. getting used to that. And I'm watching this goddamn movie, which mm -hmm. shouldn't be like any good, like in my fucking horror movie radar, whatever. It shouldn't like I should fucking just walk right by this movie. But I'm watching right. this with like like I'm super into it. I'm like watching everybody like yeah, like so it got me on that level. Like I'm not gonna say that I'm like I love the movie, but I had a good experience with it, you know. Mm -hmm. Like um especially last night revisiting it and you know, like anticipating the scares or whatever. Um I don't know, like it just I feel like like I wanted the shit on this movie, but I <laughs> I'm having a hard time doing it because I think, you know, as, as a, as a horror movie, as something that is just meant to scare you. Yeah. I think it works on many levels. Um, and again, like it's, it's that signature of like the times that we're living in. So in that, in that aspect, I think it does deserve some, um, you know, like it, the fucking movie has a hundred percent on the goddamn tomato meter for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? That's surprising. Like, That's really surprising to me with as cynical of a, a critic environment that we live in now right, with the internet. Right. That's really right. surprising to me. So before we like start, you know, um, breaking this film down. Yeah. Another thing that impressed me was it, 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 they did this movie in 12 weeks, like from inception, like from, Hey, I have an idea. Shutter's like, hey, like, okay, like, well, what's your idea? Hey, I want to do this. Like, and 12 weeks later, it's done. And it's now it's on Shutter. So, like, very impressive. And it speaks to the, um, the filmmaker in me and you, I think, that it's like, man, like, there are different ways to approach film now. Like, it's very, there are different, different ways to approach a narrative and storytelling. And you're, you're and essentially, they're telling the same story. They're, you know, there's a fucking person that does a seance and then fucking bad demons show up and fuck up the entire party. Mm -hmm. Like th that's, that's the fucking story. But the way that they do it, the way that they, you know, tell this story, very indicative of the tools that we now use. Like a lot of these actors were forced to do the special effects behind them using like all these intricate pulleys like, and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's very impressive the way that they did it, and in the twelve week span that somebody was like, "Oh shit," you know, because like I, I think these days, if you got, if you, if you want to get real fucking uh, honest, and I'm talking to everybody out there, everybody has a fucking pandemic like premise that they've been working on, like during this whole fucking thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So the fact that somebody actually made one and did it and put it out there and it's, you know, available to watch anytime you want on a streaming service. And it's like, that's another thing too. It's like you and I are so used to physical media, you know what I mean? Streaming has like taken on this brand new, like invigoration because of this pandemic, you know? So that's another aspect of watching uh fucking host. It's like, this movie is available on shutter that we've all been watching while we're in this pandemic thing. And it's like us, like in Zoom form or doing, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I like it. I didn't love it. I'm not going to like run out to Facebook and proclaim it as the best thing that you need to sit down <laughs> and watch right now. Right. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. Good. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good to hear. You know, I, there's a lot of what you just said that uh, I think pass by uh, like your average Joe Blow horror movie fans. Mm. uh 
eyes and above their head because they just want content. So as long as it has a spook factor, there's some blood, maybe a little titty action. It, <laughs> it, it goes a long way for them. Right. And right. Um, I, I think that we are becoming accustomed to these kind of movies now is very indicative of the world that we live in. As I had said before, I'm a video editor professionally. So I've been asked professionally to edit a lot of videos like this. Like this Mm. is becoming more the norm now, especially when I don't know how it is in Illinois, but where I live in Wisconsin, our governor is, is put a mandate uh, mask mandate out there to the populace and it shut down a lot of productions here to yeah. where people are some, you know, producers are getting cold feet. Right. So we're doing zoom called like this whole week. I recorded zoom calls that I'm going to have to edit for mm-hmm. a piece coming up. So this is becoming, oh, wow. yeah, becoming way more the norm, but in low budget filmmaking, and this kind of goes back to when you asked me like, what's, what's probably the best thing you've seen in a while. And it mm-hmm. was some, Z grade, zero production value type movie. Um, mm. Low budget filmmaking has always been about uh, ingenuity and passion of concept, and right. and doing those without any care as to trying to make them feel like a Hollywood movie. And right. It, right. to me, YouTube has kind of paved the way for us as a culture and as uh, movie fans to be open our perspective as to what's acceptable to watch. It's not Mm -hmm. just this super glamorized, super slick looking product. It's something that is a little disjointed. It is Mm -hmm. something that may be a little ugly and a little imperfect um, Mm -hmm. because it's more close to what reality is to us. You remember back in, the the eighties and uh, early nineties when we all had VHS camcorders and we sat and oh, recorded yeah. stuff all yep. over the place and then yep. shysters went out there and tried making uh, all of the horror movies had these amazing box covers and then you take yep. them home and there would be shot on video films and you'd be like oh man it's poop again <laughs> you know what I mean it, yep, it, yep. It, it's it's no different now to where it's just like we have four K cameras in our pockets that we carry around all the time. So that playing field has just been completely leveled out. And, uh, what is real, what was real to us then, which was the, you know, shot on video stuff. There is, I mean, back then I'd see those movies and they connected with me because I was so used to shooting my own stuff and seeing home videos that my grandparents would shoot or friends would shoot. And that would be how we would remember things is seeing things on video. So there was like a, a kind of humanistic reality connection with Mm -hmm. that format. And now because we live on these computers and on screens Mm -hmm. and seeing things like this, this registers as real to people. Right, and right. it's just going to become, I mean, that's going to become the norm now. And speaking to what you were talking about with that, uh, the avenue, the distribution avenue now is no longer going to a movie theater and seeing things projected on 100-foot screens, uh, which in and of itself is totally unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly we're seeing things now on, on the phones and on TVs and on computer mm-hmm. screens that, of course, it would make sense that that's how we get our movies now. And yeah. that our movies would be like this. So in that as- that respect, yeah, this movie works very effectively. And I think that's why Unfriended worked for mm. me. 
when mm-hmm. I first saw it, because mm-hmm. there is that connection to where this is now in the back, back of our uh, primate mind. Mm-hmm. This format connects us to reality, yeah. where film, you know, 24 frames a second, there's a slight mm-hmm. softness to actual film. It's mm-hmm. otherworldly. There's yeah. it, it doesn't move in a fluid motion. Now we have 60 frames per second, high def 4K video in our pocket or on our computer screen through webcams that uh, film does feel just like a fantasy where this feels like reality to us now. So in in that way, I could totally see uh, this working for most people and making the connection that it's making Mm -hmm. for me. If you want to ask (laughs) me what I thought of this movie, um, I'm a huge fan of movies that are, an hour long huge yeah. fan i think most exploitation and horror movies should never go past the 45 minute to 70 minute mark for me mm-hmm. that's a sweet spot you get mm-hmm. your concept you get in you get very minor character development and just get right to the gimmick and let's mm-hmm. let's do it some mm-hmm. movies of course should have a, a broader story and a languid arc and stuff like like i'm a huge nicholas winding refn fan in mm. movies like the neon demon Need in mm-hmm. space. It was just right. that's the kind of movie that it was. But right. stuff like this, perfect runtime. That's the only good thing I'm going to say about. <laughs> this movie. So what what did you not like about this movie? Uh, it's just I've seen it before. Yeah. I think that was the problem. Is that it, 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 you are a listener of my podcast, and there's certain terms that I've used for a long, long time for certain things, and one of my least favorite genres in film is baby horror. Mm -hmm. And what Mm -hmm. I mean when I say baby horror is a movie, and this is, I guess this is supposed to be a pejorative towards these movies, but in general, baby horror is molded towards people that don't like horror movies. Um, Mm. And as somebody that has been an idiot that's watched this like intently and that's all I've watched my entire life, it doesn't work for me because it's mostly concerned with jump scares and loud noises. Right. right. And that to me doesn't, it doesn't hit me to my core. It hits me momentarily, mm-hmm. but it doesn't last for me. I like right. movies kind of, if it's going to be a scary movie, I want to mm-hmm. feel it. Like yeah. I want to feel like at the end of it, a feeling that continues like mm-hmm. an oppression has happened. Like there's so, uh, some bit of my soul has been etched out. You know yeah. what I mean? Those those yeah. horror movies where you're you're done like, oh man, I feel awful yeah. watching yeah, yeah. that. And this is more of the the baby horror where it's like a amusement park ride. You go right. in, right? You you quick get in, you get a couple jolts, and then you get out, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. This movie just it's unfriended in paranormal react. I almost said reactivity, paranormal activity, <laughs> um, and that's it. So to me, Dude. like it didn't work for me. It just I've seen it before, so I kind of checked out really quickly on this you one. just you you just fucking like I, I i hope you bottle this up or like you i hope on your end you're on uh some copyright side or whatever because you just said paranormal reactivity 
that'd be like an amazing fucking title like for a reboot or whatever you know what i mean <laughs> so get get that shit going make all right a million dollars and then make all right <laughs> right i'll make uh, i'll make my asylum level uh mockbuster of that and it'll be paranormal nice. reactivity i mean um, i think that the actors did well some of the special effects are pretty cool in this but mm. for the most part man uh i i didn't like the characters um, the situation was kind of bunk where it's like, why would these people be doing this? Yeah. What is like it? Haven't we learned by now that <laughs> like holding seances or fuck around <laughs> Ouija boards is just a bad idea. So that idea, as soon as you start, it's like, oh, we're at this shit again. Here we go. This isn't going to turn out well. Um I don't know. It just didn't really work for me. <clears throat> and like to that point, like I, I totally see what you're saying, but somebody was like, that, yeah, of course that's been done before, but has it been done on Zoom? You know what I mean? So unfriended. Like I, that's where I'm saying it's well, like yeah, unfriended yeah, right, right, the first right. one and the second one. It's right. essentially the same movie, only not demonic. Right. So it, that's the only difference in in the two movies. Now, like so you spoke to something that I think is very important because when I sit down to watch a film, you know, there's like the part of me that's been trained to like really love these like crazy Italian films. And there's nothing that you can throw out there today that's equivalent on that same level as something, you know, like vintage 70s Italian or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just a whole different ball game. So like when I sat down to watch this movie, Almost like, um, you know, uh, like, I, okay, I watched this movie and then I watched a, another movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia yeah. LaBeouf, right? It was like, so they were essentially doing what the host or host was doing. And hear me out when I say this, like okay. The Peanut Butter Falcon is doing a Huckleberry Finn take, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I saw that. I liked that movie. I, I thought that, that movie, I thought it was a really Dude, good movie. When, when some of the fucking WWF uh, yeah. people showed up at the end, I was already, <laughs> Oh my God. Like I was balls to the wall. Hell at yeah. That point, right. Hell yeah. Um, and then fucking Jake, the snake playing the heel. I was like, fuck yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all aboard. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, like that movie retold something that we've seen before but in a new kind of you know perspective or whatever this movie was trying to do that but and and it had all the fucking tools to do it like to like okay you're you're watching this through the lens of a pandemic but it gave us the same shit that we've already seen before so like i already sat down to watch this movie i kind of knew what i was expecting right yeah and i was on board with just like oh let me see how they did these things that i know are gonna already happen you know before i like even know like you, you they show up and you know okay like okay, i think she's gonna be the first to die i think this one's gonna do this the fucking the gimmick in the beginning when she does the oh I made a new friend and it's her in the background walking by. I was like, that's going to yeah. show up again later on. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. It is. Which was, I gotta be, admit it was a good gimmick. I think yeah, yeah. it was used well. It was a good gimmick. And and so like, I knew what I was in store for. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I was like, Oh, I had a good time because I was like more paying attention to, okay, I like how they did that. I do enjoy that they're doing certain things on their own while they're acting and things like that, you know? So from a creative perspective, like in terms of like, I wonder how I would have approached that scene or that story or whatever. I enjoyed it on that level. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like, I've been doing my goddamnedest, like, after 
I, I used to like write a lot on when Film Deviant was a blog. Ever since I became like somebody that makes these films, I've been doing my goddamn just to find like the good and everything that I watch oh, nowadays. Yeah, of course. You know I mean? of course. Um, so having said that also, like it, it also made me kind of like, I guess, appreciate where they were coming, how they did it, you know, um, that like horror film fans are talking about it or whatever. Um, but is it going to be something like, like Seth said something, um, that I fucking to this day, I, I live by. Okay. He said it on your show on fucking all the gimmicks. He said, but are you going to buy an $80 steel book of of this movie? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's my fucking rating for anything going forward now. So having in, in that like perspective, fuck no, I'm not going to buy this fucking steel book. Um, so when you but, start, when you sit and talk about movies now, are you going to be asking your guests? So, so did, was this bad, or would you buy a, a eighty dollars steel? That man is a, just a fucking genius, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I with you on this one. Um. So yeah, like so, it, like if we're like to rate this movie, this this movie is definitely no eighty dollars steel book. It's more like you know, oh, it's on Shutter. I don't pay like I I do now. I, it's funny because like <laughs> I didn't pay for Shutter for the longest time, so I'm hoping nobody like listens to this. That's like an executive at Shutter, and they're like, "Oh wait, this is that Martinez kid that owes us the fucking money." Um, <laughs> they're, they're writing your information down right now, right? But now that I pay for Shutter, it's like I don't know. It's it's like you know, it's one of the services that I pay for. I can literally click on it, watch it, and then yeah. be done with it. In that regard, I enjoyed it for the for what it was. Um, but something again, I go back to we summon the darkness compared to this. Like it just feels like well, at least they were tr- trying to go for something. If if not trying to make an original take on on you know using this brand new perspective that we're all used to now. Um, whereas we summon the darkness just didn't even give a fuck about trying like in the first place or whatever. Um, so in that regard, like I would give it a pass. I would, I would, I would recommend this movie if you have Shutter, um, and you don't just own it just for their really scant uh, Jalo collection. Which, if somebody's listening from Shutter, yes, I owe you some back money, but you also <laughs> need to put more fucking Jalo on that on that streaming service. Agreed. Um, because there's more fucking Jalo on Prime. Yep. Like a that blew large the amount. fuck away. Yeah, like on fucking Amazon Prime, Bezos somewhere is sitting on his fucking yacht in the middle of an island somewhere, but he thought enough to put some fucking Jalo on Prime, which, you know, kudos to whoever made that decision. Yeah. But like, shudder. Like, you should have more fucking Jalo on, on your whatever. But <laughs> that's just me going off. But they do have uh, Knife versus Heart, which I, I love that movie. I would um, recommend instead of watching this movie, watch <laughs> yes. Night Plus Heart. Night, watch <laughs> Night Plus Heart. To me, if I'm going to give a rating to this, it's uh, uh, if you really want to see this movie, get the seven uh, day free trial. This is a yeah. seven day free mm-hmm. trial movie. Absolutely. It's not awful. Perfect. It's not a terrible movie. <laughs> it's perfectly okay. But yeah. again, I say this is baby horror, and it just yeah, didn't yeah. for me. Yeah. If you're looking for a really scary movie, this just isn't it. This is kind mm-hmm. of a little roller coaster ride for 56 minutes, and then you're out of. <laughs> Which for me, like I'm just a, I'm a sucker for the like. Sometimes you just want to sit down, 
not use your brain. Yeah. And just like be scared for and 60 minutes, like fucking Oh, it's a sweet spot, man. (laughs) Oh yeah. As soon as you said, Oh, you want to do this movie? And I saw the runtime, I'm like, (laughs) fuck yeah. But um, yeah, I think you're totally perfectly right when you say uh, do the uh, the trial thing, watch the movie, and then you know check back in and pay for the service when they have more Jallo on on the the fucking Shutter streaming. <laughs> it's device a good story. service, man. I I firmly am behind Shutter. I I don't tend to like a lot of the new stuff that they put on there. The acquisitions, it just mm-hmm. doesn't speak to me too much. But they do have a quality catalog of movies on there, and some of the TV shows are pretty decent. Obviously, Joe Bob Briggs is on there. But the th- the problem I had with Joe Bob Briggs coming back is that w- you and I have seen all these movies that right, he's, right. he's putting on there, so it didn't drive me to sit and want to follow up and watch him. Unlike when I was a kid and which is, that's what this, that's what this whole new thing is for a new generation. Now the Joe Bob Briggs, uh, that's on shutter, the, whatever it's called at the drive-in or the last Mm -hmm. drive-in, I think it's called now. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was young, Derek, just getting into this stuff, Joe Bob Briggs drive-in theater on the movie channel was my church. That's yeah. what yeah. I, I I saw a fucking necromantic on that thing. I saw a basket <laughs> case on that thing. I watched nice. all of the I mean, that's where I grew up starting to seek out all of this stuff. So to see mm-hmm. him back, yeah. um, while I'm not really following it too much, even though mm. uh, Amy and I watched demon his demons episode, we had to watch his demons episode. Dude, that that episode, I, I had so many messages. I had so many tags. I was like. Okay, I get it. Demons, I'll watch the fucking. But like, you know, because everybody knows I, I adore that film. I got like a. I had. I must have had like fifteen, uh, like Facebook messages saying, "Hey, like Demons is going to be on the Jewel Bob show." Yeah. Or, you know? Um. But yeah, like I, I totally agree. Um. You know, I, I just like. So I watched um Eye of the La- Eye of the Labyrinth the other day on Prime. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was I was watching it, and I was like, "Hey, you know this? I think they were playing the uh, the Code Red cut, um, which a lot of people complained about Code Red adding their own sound effects to or whatever. Um, but the scan is actually a really decent one, so it was nice to just like click on a streaming service and watch something as obscure as like Eye in the Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, but when you click on that's I think that because I've seen some amazing films on Shutter myself. Um, but when you click on their Jalo section, it's just, you know, it's got like some of the main titles, but I think being something like shutter, which I think they pride themselves in sort of like, uh, how, how do you call it? Like, um, hosting all these, uh, the curated stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. they have like people that curate, Oh, this is like, you know, what I recommend or whatever. Um, there should be more Jallo on that on that streaming service because, like, I think the people that have Shutter are the people that have seen it all and that would appreciate watching some new shit that you know some obscure. Like, for example, that um, uh, the the Lindsay box set that just came out. Yeah. You know, like, put some a film like that on there. You know, put um, Knife of Ice. Like, I think people would be blown away if they saw Knife of Ice like on Shutter. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but you know, like I, I think 
you know, I, I, I mentioned on a previous episode where I watched that movie, uh, The Headhunter, which I thought was amazing filmmaking. You know, I, I thought that one, out of all the films that I've seen on Shudder, that one blew me away because I was like, wow, this guy did this? And he fucking flew all his, like, uh, special effects shit to this little village in Europe somewhere, yeah. and they filmed this movie at somebody's house, you know. So it was just like, in that regard, like, he took something that we've seen before, but he did it in a different way using the things that he had to play with. I think that's somebody more to keep an eye. I forget who the filmmaker is of that film, but that's somebody to keep an eye on. He's the um, dude that made things killing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which I fucking adore that. I don't give a fuck. If you're listening to this show and you hate thanks killing, you are fucking wrong. And you need to <laughs> find Jesus in your life or something because that you're movie. Gonna... <laughs> you're gonna hate this cry martinez no i got no. i got i got beef with that motherfucker the no, only reason i got Dad, beef with please. that motherfucker listen i got a story for you the only reason i got beef with that motherfucker is for years the boys we had talked about doing a sequel to Swamphead, and this uh -huh. was well before he did thanksgiving three our uh -huh. sequel to Swamphead was going to be Swamphead three we mm. weren't going to do Swamphead two. Oh we were, shit okay Swamphead had gone to hell yeah. And Swamphead 3, Swamphead <laughs> comes back to hell and is like some demonic, weird, crazy fucking thing. <laughs> and everyone's got to try and, and deal with it. Then, like, two years after we get the... we Of course, it never happened. It, we yeah. never end up making it. Thanksgiving yeah. 3 comes out. I'm like, I look at Justin, <laughs> director Swamphead. I'm like, well, that fucks that idea up the goddamn window. That's the only beef I got with it. Let it be known. Let it be known. Derek Carey had the idea first before anybody. <laughs> uh, probably wouldn't have been any good anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, yeah, like, I, I think um, that was that was one that I caught on Shutter that, like, oh, shit, like, they're doing something different here. Um, but, you know, like, I, I do I do enjoy that there's a horror um streaming service that's that's an amazing thing that i never thought would ever happen and you know a lot of these they have fucking demons and demons too so why the fuck am i even like talking shit <laughs> yeah you're gonna pay you're gonna pay the 4.99 a month just for another place to watch demons not that right. you don't have 15 million copies of it sitting on your shelf already right. you got the 80 dollars steelbook oh my dude i have i have several steelbooks i have um i have like different versions of the anchor bay dvds mm -hmm. which have different cuts on them and yep. not a lot of people know that like if you're watching um the two-pack that came out from anchor bay back in the 90s if you're I watching that's that a totally different cut than the the amazing synapse version like it's crazy like you would think that i don't know like it's somewhere i gotta along watch the way, it again because yeah, i have dude. well those are those hard matted four by three dvds mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. synapse is just beautiful. Like they dude, restore all oh, amazing. Up. Dude, I, I, I fall asleep to that film. And now I fall asleep in such a lush environment because of the colors coming out of that synapse version or whatever. Um, but yeah, like the 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 Anchor Bay one, totally different cut. Like and and they've actually Anchor Bay has released a, a I think a couple VHSs. Mm -hmm. Um the Star Maker is the one that's actually close to the Synapse version. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, I don't know where they got their... Because um, it's crazy. Like the, the rights to demons are just all over the place right of now. That's, that's 
basically like talking to Jaretta, that is why there's not a sequel. Like you would think that there's so much talk of this film. There should be like a revisit to that world or whatever, but because nobody knows who the fucking owners of the true rights. And then like, there's other rights to it or whatever. And it's just, it's such a mess. Yeah. Which, uh, like it just fucking disheartens me because like, I actually, when I, when I told Jaretta my concept for demons three, she was like, wow, that's like, that would be fucking cool. You know? So it was like, wow, fucking Rosemary from, you know, talking to Lamberto and Dario, like just on the set back then and them explaining to her like what she is in the film and whatever. It was like her telling me that my fucking demons movie is like <laughs> yeah. fucking cool. I was like, oh, my God, um, which is crazy. Like the, the things that she told me, I think she I, I think they're in that uh, interview that I did. Mm hmm in the previous episode, but like she was the final demon, you know, and yeah. that's, that's where her, I won't say anything, but that's where her, uh, sequel lives like with that concept or whatever. Um, I don't even know where I went, dude. Like I told you to reel me in and I, I'm fucking talking 20 minutes about. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to reel this in. Fuck it. Uh, let's have demons talk. Let's do it. Dude. I, I made a promise. I made an oath to myself that if I do like a hundred episodes, demons is going to be like an 80 of those episodes or whatever. <laughs> well, I, when we sat the, that first couple of weeks, when you started dropping episodes for this and uh, we were driving around my girlfriend and I, and the e demons episode came up and she's like, man, he's going to talk about this every episode. Is he? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, get used to it. <laughs> this is what it's gonna be. Oh my god! Abs to fucking Lulu, man. Like that's, you know, everybody has that film. Like you know, it's funny. The last, the last wasteland I went to, you you get in these like this big big discussions with these people, you know, throughout the wee hours of the, of the morning, you know. And one of the things that was like passed around was like, hey, what's your what's in your top ten, right? Of like best movies of all time. And I told them demons wouldn't even be in my top five. Like if we're talking technically, uh, like what I what I feel is like the the creme the creme de la creme or whatever, right? And they were fucking shocked. And I was like, I I will sit here and I'll tell you that demons is probably not in my top ten, like of all time, like best movies of all time. And they were just like, who the fuck am I talking to now? You know, like like did you change? You know. But you're speaking it, of like an objective list. You're not think, speaking yes. of your own subjective right. personal list. You're speaking of some, you know, out there. This is set in stone. Moses yes. walked down yep. with this stuff. Yep. Huh? yep. So you get it. Like in my, in Brian's list. Yeah, of course, demons is probably going to be like on the top five on all five slots. And then you'll yeah. see Suspiria and Psycho, whatever. But like in my like like you said objectively i was like no like i don't i love the movie don't get me wrong it's the one movie that i've seen the most out of all the movies that I, I will fucking sit here and i'll tell you i probably have seen this goddamn movie more times than anybody that i've ever met in my entire life right but it's not in my top 10 of like what i think are like the movies that have you know gone on to be like master works of film or whatever you know like um and and for me just movies that have like stood the test of time um and you know again now that i'm talking i'm like rehashing this whole thing I'm, in my head i'm like i'm having this dual conversation where it's like 
well then why wouldn't it be in your fucking top 10 brian like if you feel that it's a movie that meant so much why isn't demons in your top 10? like i'm having that because you're taking other people's opinions into (laughs) heart that's the problem is other people's voices are in your head right that's what's going on well, what's going on is I have multiple voices <laughs> that tell me to all kinds of shit or whatever. But that's a, that's for another show. Um, but no, like it's like I think it's one of those things where it's like if you sit down and you think of like the movies that you feel <laughs> like even now I'm I'm like rethinking this whole thing and I'm like, well, of course I would buy an eighty dollar steel book of this movie of this movie of this movie. <laughs> I've bought eighty dollar steel books of demons like multiple times. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> so like I don't know man. Like I, I think it's all subjective. I think it's all relative to just enjoying the horror genre um the best way that you can. Yeah. And my little fucking fun segue into that is you're gonna have a 31 uh days of hollow like october right like you're gonna have yeah. that again this year oh yeah of course yeah totally. i'm so fucking psyched for that man like after <laughs> this pandemic and we've been watching all these movies and all this stuff like you don't know how much i've been looking forward to that like and like i have i've never finished one you know and i think i think this is the year that god damn it i'm gonna finish this fucking challenge because <laughs> i what, always make it what's, what's prevented that? you life like just you know you fall behind and it's like god damn now i'm on day 22 and i don't foresee myself watching like another 10 movies or whatever you know like just with shit that's been going on (laughs) you know so in that regard like i'm about to lose my job so i have i'm gonna have all the time in the world now to like finish this fucking challenge so i'm gonna be right there posting and i almost i got real close when i did um like okay what what prevented me last time was life and then the the previous the year before that was i was doing my own 31 days of jalloween on yeah. uh, on uh, the jalo room yeah. so that that got in my way cuz i was trying to like um parallel those two worlds and see if i could fit a jalo into like every day or whatever but like what i like about what you present to the world it's like you can watch these movies but i I almost I almost feel like you're inviting people to watch brand new films and have brand new experiences and talk about those experiences with with each watch or whatever, which I always try to do. I always try to watch a brand new film for each one of those days. And I think that's what fucks me up is because like I'm watching this movie that is brand new, but I, over here I want to watch Demons again. You know, so I'm just like <laughs> fuck it, I'm just gonna watch Demons. You know, well it's it's hard because you when you do that you open yourself up to potentially watching a lot of bad stuff and that's what scares a lot of people and i think a lot of and listeners if you aren't aware of what we're talking about is every year in october i host a, a private group and i'm sure uh Brian could lead you to where that is. Uh, all the all the links in the description, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but what it is essentially, and, and if you're a horror fan, you you've seen this, and a million people run these kind of groups, um, where it's like 31 days of horror, and you every single day you have to watch a horror movie, and in our group, you just post about it and do a mini review, and inevitably everybody just starts up conversations on everybody's picks and i've been doing this for the better part of a decade plus now and we have a fairly i not to sit and pat myself in the back or anything we just have a really solid group of people that are in this that are 
that are not just horror veter- uh, veterans. They are people that just are curiosity seekers, and they let they're always thriving to try and push themselves in directions that they've never been to. So there's always stuff that you've never heard of that mm-hmm. pops up in this group, and it's really refreshing. And everyone's super nice. That's and the thing. So I have a hard no too. ass. I have no a hard no asshole rule in right. my in my group. So right. it always right. stays that way. And it's super important because like like sometimes like I'm having a like a fucked up Monday or whatever, and then I'll read somebody's post and that like entertains me and it inspires me to watch this movie that this individual watched or whatever. And I don't even know this person. Like I think that's the the cool thing about it is like oh wow like I got turned on by this, but he made it really entertaining or they, they posted a funny screen cap or whatever it is. Like there's always somebody that's like, I, I put it this way. Like I, I have so much fun, even when I'm not like taking part in the challenge, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, like, like I said, life gets in the way a lot yep. and you mean to do all this shit, but like, you know, things happen and you it's just gotta, like, yeah, that's why um, it's called the challenge. But, but <laughs> it's hard right <laughs> but i i and, oh my god I, I i praise so highly the ones that complete this challenge and they do it they do so in a manner where it's like like i think seth like he watches like a hundred movies like even in just or uh, maybe i'm going overboard but nope, like he watches a lot of- you're not <laughs> dude's inhuman dude is that's inhuman. what i'm saying like like he's super inspirational so it's like God, like, I, I wish that, you know, I could do that, like, or, or like, it, and not only that, but like the, the movies that he pulls, it's like, holy shit. Like I, I haven't, I haven't even seen this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's just a lot of fun in that way. And I'm just super looking like with all this year that's been going on or whatever, I'm <laughs> super looking forward to that challenge when it's it, when right it comes. around the corner, brother. I oh mean, my I, God. I open it up in September. I open up yeah. the group and people start. That's, what gets me, and it always happens every single year, is October ends and everyone wants the group to continue on. Yeah. And wants to keep going. <laughs> and I shut that fucker down hard. Because yep, what yep. happens is then September happens and everyone's jacked. And yep. everyone's ready for this. And then when it happens, you yep. know, it's it's a lot of fun. People yeah. tend to have a lot of fun. That There's something to be said about not getting something all the time. Yeah, it's yep. sweeten, It sweetens it, baby. That's, yeah. You got to do it that way. That's how it's got to work. It, it's cool, too, because you see a lot of the same faces that you do, like, in the All the Gimmicks group. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it's funny because, like, in the All the Gimmicks group, like, sometimes I'll just randomly scroll through Facebook and I'll see something like uh, like a Wish ad or something that pops up. <laughs> and I'll, it'll just, like, fucking blow my mind that shit like that even exists, you know? Yeah, oh, um, man. Oh, man. <laughs> They're, they're targeting us, Brian. They're targeting I us know. very devious ways. <laughs> Please, like, if you're listening to this show and all of a sudden, like, you get a wish ad, uh, like, in your Facebook feed or whatever, because, like, I don't know, like, maybe your phone is programmed and, and it's listening and it hears me say wish, like, I'll say wish right now. Wish, wish, wish. Like, so if you have a, an ad that comes on your feed, please write me and, like, let me know if that, you know, if there's any credence to that. <laughs> yeah, now they're going to have nothing but wish ads for land <laughs> suckers. Oh I swear God. for weeks, it's been nothing but like this. I didn't even know what this thing was. Amy had to explain it to me. I had no idea. But it's literally some contraption you just put on the head of your dick. 
and oh it's supposed God. to like suck your dick. I don't understand oh what God. the it was on Wish. So I'm guessing yeah. what it's like ten dollars. Are they are they selling this for like maybe five bucks, six bucks? I will tell you, it was eight ninety nine. It was and <laughs> express shipping was nineteen ninety nine, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. Uh, I think it comes uh, tomorrow to oh. my work. You know, oh, yeah. good. Are you going to do a video podcast <laughs> showing how this works for Patreon only? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's the hard show for the Film Deviant Podcast Patreon. <laughs> if you 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 join the exclusive ten dollar tier, you get to see Brian Martinez with the glance sucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the 1999 tier. Oh, I don't. I, I, I don't cheat myself out for that. So now you have no listeners. You went from three <laughs> listeners to zero <laughs> listeners. Well, what's crazy is I might have that one listener in like in the Netherlands that's listening to this that actually is like, oh my god, he's going to have a Patreon with gland suckers on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the Netherlands. Uh, oh, big sellers in the Netherlands. <laughs> of the oh my god! But anyway. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything? Always, there's always more to talk about, Brian. Dude, we're, 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 we're just we're we're like um, we just turned the two hour corner. So at this point, it's like whatever. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we we could do this another time. <laughs> the demons episode. Whenever we have oh the second, this is this is half a demons episode. I think. <laughs> but no, like I think there's some intricacies. I think there's some experiential stuff. That like I want to hear from you. I want to hear how significant demons is to you. I, I I feel like that is a true one where it's like, dude. I almost feel like we're gonna turn out into like a like turn it into like a makeout session if we're like in the same room together with <laughs> demon like wearing demons masks and stuff like that. You know. Like, so so maybe be... we should do this via Skype. <laughs> maybe we should do this live. <laughs> how about that? Maybe we should do the demons episode with each other live, like in the same fucking. Oh my god, this this is oh boy. Oh boy, this is oh boy. Oh my god. Derek, dude. Like I like okay, like if this is the dick sucking episode, like here's me finishing you off right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you fishing me off. <laughs> um God, like dude, like before like so you gave me the um like before like i even like i would listen to podcast shows i talked about um some of the shows that i would listen to like when i first discovered podcasts or whatever and i never thought to myself like i would never be on one of these but i think i appreciate them for like being that voice during my like two-hour commute or whatever it is um uh, a while back you had an episode uh you know regarding nightmare the nightmare on elm street films and you were talking about Dokken, and i was fucking rocking out like on the expressway going home to you guys talking about Dokken, and it just made me feel so special so when you invited me on your show it was like holy shit like i get to be a part of this you know so never would i even consider myself being on any fucking show or whatever let alone coming out with my own show so like i have you to thank for all that shit, you know what I mean? All that stuff, but just giving me a chance to like talk about some of these Jollo films on on the Jolly episode, um, considering me for the Demons episode that you have planned, um, just things like that, and just 
given me that inspiration to do my own thing. Like I just have an, an enormous amount of gratitude for you. Um, and like I said, like I, you know, every single time I think of something, I, I reach out to you and I totally respect your point of views and, and just things that you have, you know, critically, like you tell me or whatever, like it just, it goes in my head and I put it in a blender and I regurgitate it into whatever this film deviant is or whatever. <laughs> so you're part of that. And I thank you very much for being on the show. I thank you very much for being that one of the, ins- the inspirational parts of this, you know, of this life, like that we're all living uh, now. And, and I look forward to uh, worst movies ever. Like it's just, it's a concept that I feel you're just going to just fly with because you're somebody that takes these films very seriously. You're not just like, um, you're not on there just taking these movies and breaking them apart. You're like, you're truly talking about these movies and, you know, maybe even like leaving it up to the viewer, or I'm sorry, the listener, or maybe sometimes viewer to hear what you say about it and then give the movie a chance on their own regard. So it's like you're breathing life into some of these titles that people might've never even considered, you know? Um, so I applaud you for that. And God damn, are you finished yet? Like, can I, can I swallow now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please do so. Please do so. It's a lot hotter that way. (laughs) Well, Brian, I just, I just want to say thank you for all the, the really kind words. And I've, I've been straight up with you the entire time. Your voice is a voice that I'm glad is out there now. And your podcast, while you are very um, self-deprecating in a lot of ways with uh, uh, what you do, um, you have a great voice that I think a lot of people can relate to in this podcast, at least for my perspective. I look forward to it every single time it pops up or you send me a link. Um, And it's one of the highlights of my week when it does podcast and i hope that you find a home here and you continue forward even when other avenues of creativity take you elsewhere like movies or whatever life that this can always be a home for you to come back to to sit and just kind of offload a little bit because i think that's essentially what podcasting is is kind of like even though there may be very pointed uh, uh like topics that you're trying to discuss uh a content within the bounds of whatever said podcast is they are essentially like audio diaries of Mm -hmm. your life that you can go back on and kind of relive certain things and i don't i'm very critical about what i do with the shows that i do because i've i'm just personally extremely hard (laughs) on myself in yeah. a in a lot of ways, but it is nice to have these things to go back to every once in a while and go, oh, that's right, that was Absolutely. really cool, or this. And I hope right, this right. podcast, in some way, kind of gives you that yeah. uh, that avenue to be able to step away. It doesn't ever have to go away. You could go away from it for a little while, but this mm-hmm. could be something that you you could use going forward to kind of help clear out the cobwebs. You know what I mean? Mm, right, right, right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I thank you tremendously for having me on here because I am, I may be a Brian Martinez super fan. I, 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 I genuinely <laughs> love this podcast and I've been excited about it since you sent me the first, when you sent me that first episode, I literally looked at Amy and I was like, Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> 
so thank you, Brian. I, I mean, I, I don't think I deserve all the praise that, that you send me my way, but I, I, I will come on here anytime you want me to come on here, brother. Dude, like, anytime. yeah, we, we, we have to discuss other, like, cool stuff, too. Because, like, like I said, you know, and I, I don't mean, I've already finished you off, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like I, I do feel that like you're one of the cool voices out there in the podcast world, too. So, like, I think, um, you know, like, people just love, I, I think people need, voices like this um because the, the the podcast world is so vast like there's so much out there that i think you know genuine voices like these they, they just go a long way you know so i think you're on that same level and dude like i can't wait to like i was alluding to earlier when i had chaka malik on the show i haven't been as excited about other guests like i've been excited here and there but you're the one that i was like man like i have to have him on the show like at first it was like well, I'm definitely doing the demon song with Derek, so that's locked or whatever. But then that sort of fell through because of life or whatever. But yeah, the fact that you came on my show was like, okay, well, at least I got my fix in this. Way, you know? <laughs> so I can't wait to go back and do that. Cool, um, man. Cool. So yeah, like I said, I'll have all the links of everything on on the description or whatever. Um, but again, thank you so much for coming on the show and just talking about some of these cool movies. Thank you, man. I can't wait to hear the next episode where you talk about demons some more. <laughs> Which will be probably the, the not the next one, but the one afterwards. You know? <laughs> All right, man. Love you, brother. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, God, I don't know what the next episode is going to be, but stay tuned and be surprised like I am. And uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Peace out.
saw the video but yeah i did that and i fell flat on my fucking back oh and i was like fuck i can't do that i'm not 20 years old <laughs> man that gets <laughs> real so fucking fast i don't brian are you in your 40s how old I are am you brian? 46 bro oh okay yeah i i just turned 43 uh, a mm. couple weeks ago so okay. it's just like the moment i hit 40 man everything Dude, like i gotta watch fucking everything now and the the only reason why I started skating again was because like you know because I see, used to skate all the time, and then like you meet girls and you just like your your life changes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so and then I I stopped for a long time, and then I was like off and on when I hit you know you hit forty and you're like maybe can I do this again or whatever. Uh, so I did that game for a little while, but then when my brother passed away, I did all of these therapies, and then it was like you know the one thing that makes sense to me is like skateboarding because it kind of drifts me off into this one thing i'm mm. trying to land this one thing and then i found like going back into it i got hurt so many times i just like i fell on my ass i threw my board against shit like it just worked out a lot of shit in me that i needed oh, sure. to work out in just that primal way you know so in that way it was like i got back into it and then now it's like wow i'm like i'm doing all this shit but it feels better to me now than it did when I was like, you know, in my early twenties or teens or whatever, it feels more meaningful, you know. Well, it's not just something to do for the thrill of it anymore. Right. There's a catharsis right. going. How do your shins feel doing it right They're now? Like, I just dude. think about I feel about my <laughs> when I see you skateboarding like that, man, uh, I'm like, oh man, that hurts my shins just looking at that. <laughs> dude, my shit like if you run your finger down my shins, they're like they got like <laughs> Little crevices in them. And shit. Oh fuck! Yeah, so it's like it's one more added, you know. Well, of course, man. You're just, you're just gonna have to get shit splints eventually, just like metal <laughs> braces that run along your bone like Wolverine. <laughs> they sell socks now with like little inserts that go on your shins or whatever. But like, I'm an idiot. It's like 
that old uh, thing, like, oh, I can't do it with a rubber on. If I can't feel my skateboard. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I can't go raw, baby. <laughs> oh, so anyway, 